All right, yeah, we're going. All right. How was your Memorial Day? I got drunk. Really? Yeah. Huh. I like went out. It was it was weird. Really? Man, I wish I uh, would have gotten drunk, but I don't have any whiskey here at the moment. Or else I'd be drinking it. You know me. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. <laughs> no, we um we like tried to go out for a minute. <clears throat> And do like the carry out drinks thing. Oh yeah. And it was like chill for for a while. And then like you went to Terps? Huh? You went to Terps? They're doing like carry out stuff at Vicino's on the weekends. So we like hung out there for a minute and then just like it a bunch of people started to show up and we just like decided to get the fuck out of there because it was like a little too crowded. Hmm, okay. You know. Yeah. Like carry out drinks where they were, were you able to get like margaritas and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had like drinks to go, but then there was like a bunch of people just kind of like chilling outside and like the on the sidewalk, basically. Regulars. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the most part, there was like some random people who like walked by and saw people with booze, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's like all that we did. Um. Well, so whenever the post office has like a Monday off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I have to go in and do packages, but like when the regular stuff, like whenever they have like a Monday off, so like you have two days of backup, like Sunday and Monday, man, today was rough. You know, I went in at seven and I didn't, I literally got out at like six thirty. you know, it's crazy. And, um, I had a point to that. Oh yeah. But I got home. And I forgot there's a Memorial Day parade in my little small town. And it's so sad. Is because it, Is it still happening? No, it, it was literally ending as soon as I got home. But, like, the reason why it's sad is because, like, no one's out there. Like, it's a parade to no one. It's so weird. Yeah, dude, that's super small town America and also very small town Maryland. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's creepy. I mean, I remember the the parade last year, I mean, there was an okay amount of people. I mean, it wasn't like fucking crazy, but like, but today there was no one. Well, because all the shit's going down and also it's fucking 2020. Who gives a shit about a parade? Exactly. But like, also, I just don't think small towns should have any parades. Why, why have a parade when there's nobody here? That's so weird. And they're just waving. Like, who the fuck are you waving to? They're not even waving to me. I'm the only one out there. They're waving at you. They know that you're in the house and you're too much of a pussy to come outside. So they're like, I'm waving at you, motherfucker. (laughs) But, I mean, I remember last year's was, like, kind of fun. But Oh, I love a parade. Don't get me wrong. I, I will fuck up a parade. I like parades, too. There's a lot of... I just don't like when parades are, like... I don't know. I don't like... Like, okay, when I lived in Baltimore, man, it sucked, like, driving around, and all of a sudden there's something you didn't know was happening, and then you get stuck there until it's over. That happened to me one time. It was literally an hour where I had to wait for this fucking shit to go by. You actually waited and didn't just, like, drive away? There was no... It was all clogged up. There was, like... A lot of other people that were in my same situation. There was a guard that said, hold up. And we were like, what the fuck is this? 
And then we see a bunch of things go by. And then they just kept on going, man. That's like, a come on. rookie mistake to not be aware of the fucking marathon and fucking float and fucking parade schedule and shit. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about joggers last week and like how we shouldn't say joggers anymore because it really means the N-word. But not that, just actual joggers, like not not black people, just joggers in general, annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> That's what I thought about when you were explaining that to me last week. I was like, yeah, but actual joggers are annoying. <laughs> the people with the fucking numbers on their back, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. And I hate when people run for a disease. Like, what does that even mean? I don't understand... How is that helping anybody? What, raising just, awareness? Just donate the money. I guess it does raise awareness because you're clogging up the traffic jam. Because you're people. fucking pissed off and you're like, what the fuck are they doing in the road? And you're like, they're fucking they're doing like, this shit for Alzheimer's. And it's like, oh, I'm aware of oh. Alzheimer's now. Oh, shit. No, I feel like an asshole. Yeah. I did. I, I, I never understood the like the thing where you would like sponsor people in the in the running things, like in the marathons. Where you have like a team and then like people like people pay you to like run. Yeah, it makes no sense at all, right? I mean, it's kind of like, sick if you think about how literally it's like people at your work being like, yo, fuck you, Doug. Like, I will pay you money to go run to the other town and back. I fucking hate you. I want you to have a miserable experience and I want you to well, run. But what if they don't make it? Do you not give them the money and then it doesn't go to the fucking thing? They can give the money to us because we're the Bolsheviks. <clears throat> podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's going to put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. Oh, I'm never going to have sex again. All right. We're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Oh, dude, I would have totally forgot. One day we're, we're going to totally forget that. I won't ever forget to do it. You'll forget. No, I won't. Actually, in reality, Robbie and Jordan both forgot to intro the show we recorded on May 16th for the Patreon. Dude, did you ever have to do uh, parade stuff when you were in like high school or middle school? Did you ever do like band? Like marching band? No, thank fucking God. Although I do wish I was in like the music club or what is that called? Oh, band. Yeah, I do wish I was in band. To go to band camp and like live out that fantasy. That would have been fun. What is your band camp middle school fantasy, Jordan? Because I can tell you it's not going to be. No, no, no. I just mean I feel like there are a bunch of weirdos who had interesting times that unless you were in band camp, you have no idea what happened. You know what I mean? I mean, that's also like saying you wanted to fucking start playing lacrosse so you could go to lacrosse camp to see what happens. But I don't think they're they're not weird enough. Band camp people are weird. So I I remember in high school, I dated a girl that was in band and she's just so odd. And <laughs> she was just so odd. Not in a bad way. Not in like a. I would just. She's like, a fucking was, weirdo, but not in a bad way. I would say, like, autistic, but, like, in the weird way, right? Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. That sounded bad. Yeah, because that is bad, Jordan. (laughs) 
I mean, I can say from my like, scratch that out. No, that that, Andrew, beat that out. No, fuck no, keep that shit in. Isolate that. (laughs) Make that your fucking ringtone. I like in the weird way. I like in the weird way. I like in the weird way. I know when I was in fucking high school, the band kids were like the most sexed people. They were fucking all the time. Wasn't that just a rumor though? Like, isn't it like a like a just American Pie like kind of started that idea? I don't I don't know if they like willed that into existence or if that was just like them reading the room correctly. But I definitely heard all throughout high school that like a lot of the fucking freaks were the band were like the band kids. Hmm. Wonder why that is. You think it's because they got horns in their mouths all day and shit? Yes, Jordan. It's because everything around them just looks like dicks and pussies. <laughs> just huge brass vaginas. Yeah. No, maybe. I don't know. I think it's probably just because they're like kind of socially ostracized because they're always viewed as like the weird kids and they have to spend like at least four years together unless they like also did it in middle school. Then that's an extra like three years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I I mean they had band in high school too, right? Yeah. School. I did yeah. I did marching band in middle school. I played the trombone and I was always somewhere around last chair, baby. Mm. Getting tromboned by someone else. We used to call ourselves tromboners because we were real fucking quick on our feet. <laughs> Wait, so you were in band? Mm-hmm. I did marching band and I don't did know if I did a- huh? Did you did you live up to the the rumors? What did I fuck? Yeah, did you fuck? I wanted to, but I no, I didn't. I didn't have sex in middle school. I got in trouble during oh, a bunch of parades, though. I'm talking about high school. I didn't do it in. I didn't do like any band stuff in high school. I what? did very few extracurriculars in high school. Um. What about? Oh, I was in guitar class. Does that count? No. Sometimes, a- sometimes the band can- band people would be in our class while we had guitar class, and because it was in the band room where we had the guitar class. I took guitar also. That was a that was a weird fucking class. Yeah. That was like oh. I took theater oh. too. That was fun. Guitar class was my very first class in the morning. This was in high school. And there was this, there's like this room, I guess it was like a weird room where everybody kept all their shit. It was kind of odd. I've never really seen one. Be- oh, I think it's where people put their instruments. Um, they store their instruments. Yeah, it's a in. fucking locker room, you fucking dullard. What? <laughs> What's a dullard? <laughs> just a- anyway, yeah, there was this chick who used to just like show her, show her boobs all the time. Mm-hmm. Like to have. Yep. And um, this chick. I found out is a porn star now. What's her name? What's her porn name? Oh, I don't remember, but um, uh, I'll get it from, because I have the people that showed me, like, do you remember this chick? And me being like, oh, yeah, I do remember. Uh, they know. I know I, of like, I know of one girl from from your area that ended up doing porn I don't know if it's the same girl or not, but we'll we will talk is he, about it. Is, there's the is it the my singer? And no, the no, no, band? no, no, no. She was in it too, and she's a uh, no, not her. So the, you know two then? Oh, I mean, I guess I know two. I didn't know where that other person who you just doxed. Um, I didn't dox. I didn't say her name. 
Haven't you said the name of your band in like other episodes? Yeah, but I mean, if you type in if you type in sea bears into Google, you're not gonna get our band. You're gonna get first. You're gonna get SpongeBob, and then then you're gonna get Sea Bear, which is an Icelandic band, like a indie band. And then if you go deep, 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 deep enough, you might find some of our live footage from Sayer, Pennsylvania and shit like that when we used to play. But uh, other than that, you're not going to find any relics of our band. So your Facebook isn't up with everyone's name on it? Or your MySpace, sorry? Dude, nobody's MySpace is up anymore. I've tried to find it, but it's like all I think they're all still up, right? Nah, dude, MySpace is all bugged out. Is it really? I mean, that didn't Justin Timberlake buy MySpace? Yes. Uh, yeah. Wait, no. Yes. I think he did. Yes. I don't think he bought it. I think he was part of the investor pool. Or whatever. You know, he tried to like bring it back. Instead of bringing sexy back, he wanted to bring MySpace back. I wonder what Tom's doing right now. He's probably just living it up. I don't know. I, I bet he's just fucking chilling. He's probably a meth addict and just fucking... <laughs> Fucked up on a bunch of drugs. I mean, no, he seemed like that kind of guy. I hope he like cashed out at the right time. I feel like how he, much did he get for it? He got like sixty million. I don't know how much he got, but I would imagine that it was like right before the fucking all of the social media bubble. You know? Oh, it was. It was right before Facebook took over. He sold it right at the right time, dude. Oh my god! God, everybody's friend, fucking Tom. Yeah, and he never changed his goddamn picture. He didn't need to, Huh? He didn't need to. Just him hanging out with a fucking whiteboard. (laughs) He should have done it as a promotion. Coming in May of... If this post gets 17 million likes, I'll change my profile picture. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I think that would have been a good idea. Although, were there posts? MySpace was so weird. There was like a bulletin board, right? And like, sometimes things went up there... I guess people posted flyers up there all the time for like shows, like music for unity and stuff. You could post pictures. You could like comment on people's stuff. I fucking don't even remember how that, that thing was fucking formatted. Cause you could have like blog posts on your MySpace. I never used that shit. Yeah. I damn those mechanics, like looking back, that shit was so clunky. It was. But the whole top eight thing was so fun. Man, changing that shit around, making people think you were, like, close to them. Dude, when you fucking start dating someone and you immediately make them, like, number, like, three or two in your top eight. Goddamn, yes. You know. Uh, It was awkward when the the thing only lasted for, like, a week. You know? Dude, MySpace politics, man. Dude, it was politics for sure. It was awesome. Mm Mm-mm. But then you could add like what twenty? It it changed from like top eight to like top twenty at some point. You could do up to. So then it just got all muddled down. People were like, "I don't give a fuck that I'm your number 17. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. God, so, dude. Sometimes I try to think about like how many fucking people I knew from back in the day who like learned how to code from like customizing their MySpace or their like fucking Live Journal. Not many. I mean... Well, basic HTML stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember trying, and then I would just fuck my thing up <laughs> so bad. Just fucking break your pages. 
Yeah, and I'd get so scared I wasn't able to get it back, you know? So I quickly got out of that fucking game. I mean, it was interesting that LiveJournal and Facebook, to an extent, were, like, so customizable, you know? LiveJournal was first, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But just the fact that you could, like... They were they were pretty chill about you like fucking with their format like I don't know that like that is actually pretty cool because you can't really do that with like Facebook or like Twitter or anything really you know no, you can't at all remember going to people's pages and when you can add like your fucking music and the oh, music would just explode God. you'd be like fuck yeah you would like yeah. embed the player so you couldn't turn it off yeah oh, it would God. just be like a fucking chingy song or something or a fucking yeah. <laughs> uh fuck like a fucking now they're called like MySpace core bands, but all those like, oh God, like I wrestled a bear once or some bullshit. That's a good band. Yeah. Is it? No, no. I'm thinking Bear vs. Shark. Completely different. Completely different band. They have bear in the title. It's actually, actually, that is very funny. Uh, the, the When I went to Warp Tour, we listened, I was, I drove down with like a bunch of older kids and we were listening to like a mix CD on the way down to Merriweather. And on it was a bear versus shark song and a minus the bear song. And I really, really, really liked the bear versus shark song. And I'm like, in was, the that, was that me? Was I in this? No, no, not at all. Okay. This is, I, like, I mean, I, yeah. this is like people from Hagerstown, like when I was in eighth grade, like somewhere between eighth and ninth grade, I think it was. Okay. And I was like super into the Bear vs. Shark song that was on this fucking CD. And I was like, what is that band? Write that band down. Like, burn me the CD. And the person was like, okay, cool. And they gave me a Minus the Bear CD instead. And I first listened to it and I was like, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> and then yeah. like a couple months later, I that's like... My, that's my Minus the Bear impression, by the way. Yeah, that was like super accurate, dude. You should get signed to fucking Suicide Squeeze. But... <laughs> I remember then uh, finding the CD a little while later and being like, let me see if this is as bad as I remember it being. And I like then loved it. And they were like one of my favorite bands in high school. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, so work I mentioned sucked today. And it was funny because like on my way to work, I was listening to Come Town and I w- went through the Roy Rogers drive through for breakfast. Mm hmm. And the girl, the the girl that was working, like I forgot to like put my volume down. Like I just wasn't even thinking about it, you know. And uh, I think like Adam or someone on that podcast is like talking about like getting fucked in the ass like real hard or something. And the girl like was like giving me the food. And then just like started bursting out laughing to like what I was listening to. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She was like, it's okay. I think it's, it's funny. <clears throat> That's a great endorsement for Come Town. Yeah. It would have been really bad if she was like, what is that? I like that. That's funny. And then I'd be like, oh. Or if she just you know, like, oh, Come Town, sick. I'm a Come Girl too. <laughs> That's like, it's a terrible name to like tell people about that podcast. Like, you know. But it's also the reason why they're big because, you know, people are just searching for a new podcast and they see come down and they're like, what the fuck is this? I mean, the reason it's big is because two out of the three people involved are like big deal stand up guys. Yeah. Oh, Nick, Nick Mullen 
I, I think I told you this, but he worked in the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra in the basement as like a call person that calls to beg money for the orchestra. Yeah, you had told me that before, which is interesting, but I there's no way for me to confirm that because the people who worked at our telemarketing department, like you never saw them. Why for my, when I started working there or by the time I started working there and Andrew can kind of confirm this, like, cause he, Andrew and I both worked at the BSO in the ticket office. He's the reason I fucking got that job. But by the time that we were there, or at least by the time I was there, um, it was like outsourced to like a separate company. So like they they weren't employees of the orchestra. They were employees of like a telemarketing thing. But they were still in there, right? They were still in the symphony. Yeah, they were in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said he he worked in the basement area. So who knows? That's interesting. I wonder. It seems like it would have been around the because you worked there for so long. I started and, working there in 2013. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know timeline for that stuff. Yeah. But, no, that would be, it, it would be funny if he was around when, when I was around. I mean, it's more likely he was, would have been around when Andrew was working there because Andrew worked there for a while before I got there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he mentioned some funny things that ha- would happen there. So that would have been, yeah. Yeah. No, that was a, it was a weird fucking place. I saw so many people poop outside of that fucking building that's a cool building that's like the like only cool building in that area um i mean kind of like a lot of that well because it's like almost on fucking mica campus like there's like a lot of really pretty buildings in that area um that one's just like one of the biggest it's also so fucking old and costs so much money to keep that shit open yeah i kind of miss working there really I mean, I don't miss, like, the terrible pay, but I miss, like, how chill it was. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that, that must have been... It's all, it's all minimum wage, right? Um, No, I think, that, I think that I was making more than minimum wage when I started working there, but then when they started to increase minimum wage, like, my pay didn't go up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a sick job to have like as a 21, like 22 year old who would just like get fucked up all the time and then just like have a really low impact job. But then as I got older, it it like kind of sucked. Yeah. But I like, I used to get so much shit done at that place. I would just, cause when I had the fucking blog, when I had chug life going, I would just do all my blog shit at work. I would fucking read crazy books at work, like on the computers. I like booked so many like tours at that place, like on the clock. Like, yeah. Did you, you, um, do you, do you still blog on that thing? Fuck no. I lost interest in that years ago. I mean, you blogged like you and Carlo both blogged like a motherfucker. I mean, chug life was like where I got all my music for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the point. Um, and it was cool. It was, it was fun to do in high school and it was fun to do in college. I think once I got popped by the fucking, um, internet police, the RIA, huh? Media fire stuff started getting all fucked up. Yeah. Once they started like sending me letters saying that I was going to get sued. Um, I kind of 
didn't really give a shit. And then also like, to be honest, like by the time I lost steam in doing chug life, there was already like so many other blogs going on mm-hmm. that like, there wasn't really a point. And cause I wasn't like, ta- I wasn't getting like any like exclusive downloads anymore or anything. Cause I like, I wasn't like putting in that kind of effort. So yeah. anything that I was getting essentially was also being on a bunch of other places with like younger kids who were like motivated and not beaten down by the world. So they were right. like still, you know, putting in a lot of fucking effort and I just, it like dwindled down and then I just like stopped giving a fuck about it. Yeah. I still go there to like, cause sometimes I'll just forget about bands. And mm-hmm. I'll just like, I just need to go to remember the name of some of these bands. Um, did you see the new Fox news poll that has Biden, uh, 8% above, uh, Trump? No, I don't really pay attention to polls in general. But- I guess I should either but it was interesting because it's fox news poll yeah no it is it is always interesting when fox people break away from the trump is the coolest guy around kind of narrative yeah i mean i don't know i don't know what to expect in november aside from all of the bullshittery involving mail-in voting yeah and that's just a bunch of bullshit i mean that's just so crazy to me um, and then, I mean, he's doing, he's going off the wall, dude. Trump is going off the wall. He's, he's really thinks he's like a fucking king. He's, he's going to like override governors who like closed churches, you know? So he wants all the churches to go back up to try and get the, you know, evangelical vote, I guess. And, um, yeah, I mean, oh, did you see the, um, oh, go ahead. I was literally saying nothing. <laughs> You you had your mouth open for a second. So. Yeah, man, because I'm fucking breathing. And then he's um he's trying to make all the Planned Parenthood affiliated businesses give back their uh, PPP money, the the Paycheck Protection Plan loans. I mean that makes sense. I mean that's just part of the conservative systematic defunding of you know contraceptive stuff. They've been trying to do that shit for fucking as long as I've been aware of what like an abortion is, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing, if you already given it out, you can you can try to argue that they shouldn't get the money. But then if you already give it out, you can't just ask for that shit back. You already gave it out. If they're going to fucking try to play that game and try to find some reason that abortion clinics are like other type of like uh planned parenthood associate you know like any of that shit like any like sex education related place one is like has to give back their money then they need to fucking make the churches who got a fucking shit ton of money in in loans they need to give that fucking money back too yeah for like sure. if you really want to play that fucking game then you need to actually go in and demand all the money back from the huge businesses that also got got the money yeah, like, absolutely. And I don't I I think a lot of that is just Trump and his his boys really trying to posture to their base because everything's a fucking shit show right now. Right. I, I mean, I, that's exactly what's going on here. I mean, because I mean, those both both those things are unconstitutional anyway. You can't really do them. But to just to just to speak out saying you're going to do it, it, that means everything, because 
now if the constitution stops you from even doing it or if it just doesn't even go anywhere you still look like a badass to your base for trying well that's all it is is that he's just trying to galvanize his base to like be like look guys i'm still fighting for your values and your values are that if you get cummed in you're shitting out that child this is what we're doing now even though he's i mean he's probably got a couple of abortions under his belt so he's a fucking hypocrite you know i'm sure I mean, I would imagine so, but also, like, I don't, I, like, do not fucking care about, like, Trump's, Trump's past. Because it, it just, like, doesn't matter. It's this beautiful political maneuver that they were able to do where not only are they, like, saying the quiet parts loud, like, you know, everybody's been saying that. But, like, he has done so much shit that would get any normal person fired from their job as like manager of a fucking fast food, like, you know, location. Right. Yes. But he just does. So he has done so much shit like on the record and just straight up does not address it. And like, if he gets called out, he just is like, you're a bully. You're a liar. You're just against me because I'm a Republican. And like, it's, it's honestly like, it's pretty interesting to see. Cause like, that's the real Russia gate in my opinion. Like that's the real thing that changed with Trump becoming president is that like a lot of the Russia gate, like narrative involves like Russia wanting to like destroy America. Like that's the whole thing. Right. And I think that if you, if you believe that like Russia was involved in instilling or installing Trump as president involved in, in getting him up there. Russia was involved in like these bot farms and they were in like an astroturfing uh, shit that's happening now. If, if Russia is like simultaneously like promoting extremist right wing views online and also promoting left wing views online and, and really trying to play both sides against each other, then like Russia gate happened and like they won because now like there is no truth or like right and wrong in America anymore because everything has become so like politicized that now like you, you can't make a definitive statement about anything because the Trump card pun, not really intended is that you can always just say, man, fuck you. You're just saying that cause you're a fucking Democrat. Yeah. You know? And by, yeah. I mean like, yeah, everything's so muddled together now. It's going to be interesting to see, what what happens in our future because you're right i mean like it doesn't matter what anybody says anymore because everybody's uh, one a lot of people on the right just don't care about anything that trump does that's bad they just like they'll just pretend like it's not even a thing what's well, a lot of just what about isms going on so it's right. like well, what about hillary you know yeah it's been almost four like, fucking Hillary's years not of that president you stupid bitch like it's been four wow. years of just like if any time someone complains about Trump, then the immediate response is like, "What you think Hillary could have done it better?" Well, what about the Clinton body count? Well, what about Hillary doing this? And it's funny because like a lot of us are just like, "Dude, we don't like Hillary either." Yeah, fuck, fuck Hillary also. <laughs> yeah, completely. Like that's yeah they they have it in their minds. That if we don't like Trump, then we must love Hillary. Well, that's, which is so far from like how we uh, the reality of you know the people that 
are on the left or center left or whatever. So I, I really think that a lot of like the positions taken by the right in American politics, a lot of their views are projecting their own shit onto people who they view as like their enemy. Cause like the conservatives and like the Republicans or whatever, like it's so tribal at this point. And it's so like, it's a lot of just like blind faith and like blind following and just like not hearing any type of an argument, just like your mind is made up from the jump. Like you don't want to hear it. Like a lot of dog whistling happening. A lot of just like really like intense, like you're not backing down. You're not going to hear the other side of any argument, which like whatever, if that's like the way you want to live your life, I don't give a shit. Like I find you annoying, but I don't fucking care. But like, I don't know too many people who are even Democrats, let alone like independents or like anyone left of a Democrat who feel even remotely similar about anything in politics. And that's like something that I don't think that Republicans can fucking wrap their brain around. And that's why there's no real like common ground to communicate a lot of times with like, like people's like conservative family. Cause like, it's also why the Democrats are so fractured though, too. Well, it is. And also that's because the Republic Republicans as a whole, like will support a Republican candidate no matter what. But then like Democrats, like, they it's it's just like fucking weird because they they'll flip pretty easy like they don't really believe like democrats don't really believe in anything anymore and a lot of it's just like we're the anti-republican party type of thing yeah but like if a republican gets called out for doing something yeah. fucked up then immediately what happens is a bunch of what about isms or it's a bunch of like defending them or like finding a reason why it's okay or there's like some excuse as to why it's not really that big of a deal right but like from like a republican perspective so like you know when a fucking senator gets exposed for like doing drugs or like having an affair or like committing like even now like all this shit with like the 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 stock bullshit that people are getting in trouble for where like they're selling and buying stock related to quarantine businesses like before the government shut down and they're making all this fucking money a lot of those cases got dropped today like i think three of those got dropped today well i mean is it it's you can't really well but like even within that like the whole what i'm trying to get at is like the republican base will always defend their people but then like as soon as like a democrat fucks up a lot of times like people on the American left will be like, fine, fuck that dude. I guess he wasn't cool. And then just like move on, you know? And I don't think that fucking Republicans can like really compute what's happening. And then in their mind, it's this thing where it's like, oh, the Democrats are like weak and they don't stand for anything, you know, or like all their leaders are like bullshit. And like, they always get caught and they get canceled because like they can't imagine ever having like a Republican being called out for doing something fucked up and then immediately being like, well, I guess like we can't fuck with Lindsey Graham anymore, you know? Right. But like anytime a fucking a Democrat does something not cool or something that people don't agree with, like they're just fucking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is kind of, yeah, it's like complete polar opposites. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's going to be weird. But I do think that that um, if if you think that the Russia Gate narrative is that they were trying to like destabilize the country, 
I mean, they fucking did it. I mean, the Trump, the Trump administration has completely destroyed any type of like political norm or like social norm. And, and I, I, by, by, by me saying they did it, I don't mean just like that. I mean, they were, they've been trying to do this for a long time, slowly trying, you know I mean? I don't think it was just from the election of, um, of 2000, what was it now? 18. No, 16, 16, 2016. I don't even think, I don't think it was just from that election. You know, I think it was, I think they've just been slowly doing this for a while. I definitely disagree with that. I mean, there have been like efforts to sort of destabilize the country. I would imagine. So, you know, going for a really long time and inside and outside actors, but Donald Trump was the perfect candidate and is the perfect president for any type of destabilization campaign because he's a dumb egomaniac. And so yeah. he's very easy to manipulate and to maneuver around, but also like with everything that happens with him is any type of criticism that he faces, his immediate thing is to throw a tantrum or say something stupid or just like go off the handle. And so you can't have like a debate with him. Like you can't get anywhere with him. And anytime there's criticism of him, it's never anything where he's like, man, I fucked up. You know, it's yeah. always, you hate me because you're jealous and you've been after me from the beginning and you're the bad guy and you want to, you know, like I'm the good guy and, and everything that nothing that you say has is credible because 10 years ago you liked someone who doesn't like me now. Right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's, um, yeah, I, I, he's, uh, yeah, he is the perfect candidate for that. And it's, it's, Shit. I I mean, he's the perfect candidate for like a destabilization movement because that's exactly what's happened, you know? And then also all of his fucking uh, appointed people in, in his government, a lot of his cabinet positions and and stuff like that. Like the people who he has around him, he has such a changed everything for the future. Cause I mean, like, can we even go back to a normal quote unquote normal type of president? I mean, people are now so, yeah, they need no. the extreme now, you know? Well, it's become like reality TV now. And, and it's just amazing to see, like, it was funny in the beginning, but, like, through all this, this, it's obvious that he's just a terrible leader, you know what I mean, just in general. Like, he, does, he doesn't know how to be an actual leader. You know, he did, he did not, he's, he's never once tried to bring this country together at all in any way it's all it's all about his base and only about his base you know the whole like going after governors that don't agree with him or just like not even talking to states that are blue or it's just i mean that's just not what you're supposed to do i mean it's it's very interesting if you look at his like public persona and like the ethos around him because even since like the beginning of his like fame or whatever He's always just kind of been like this like kind of rich idiot that like anyone who's familiar with the sectors that he's involved with, like for the most part has been like, this dude's a joke. Like this dude is a fucking failure. This dude's a fucking joke, but he's like funny to be around because he's like the weird racist uncle or whatever. But yeah, like, there's a problem too. <laughs> exactly. But then like the people who have no frame of reference for like an urban lifestyle or like property development or like what it means to like be a millionaire or like be a successful businessman. Like they see him on TV 
And he's had what fucking 30, 40 years in the public eye of like building this reputation of being like a businessman. And like, this is what business like he legit like shaped reality in his favor by just like being the same doofy motherfucking dude for what since the fucking eighties, maybe even before that. I like, don't know the, the full history of like, as like his little business empire or whatever, but like, it's, it's very interesting how he, he gained a cult of personality with people who have no frame of reference for the things that he pretends to be good at. Yeah. And the people Uh, who do fuck with him are people who know that they can take advantage of him because he's a fucking idiot. I mean, you can do a lot with $10 million. So he got $10 million to start something, whatever, you know, and the first thing he did was buy some like dilapidated hotel and then he made it into a luxury hotel, you know, but he had people, all he had was money. He could just throw at people that are, that know how to do something like that and be like, do that. And they did it. And then didn't pay the workers for it. Yeah. Well, especially in, in Atlantic city and stuff. Um, the dollop has a really good two part episode of Trump that they did a year or two ago. And they really break down a lot of the like business failures and how he managed to like bankrupt everything, but then stay afloat. And they really cover a lot. Like, what was it? Like there's one fucking building that he made in New York that was all like under the table, like illegal Polish immigrants or some shit. And then as soon as it came time to pay them, he like said no and like tried to get immigration on him and shit. Oh shit. But like, yeah, he's a nasty motherfucker. But like, that's like the business shit that then like mouth breathing ding dongs here. And they're like, I like that guy. Cause he's a real dude. He, he doesn't fuck around. He's a New York businessman and he's a different breed. That's what, that's what pisses me off about like the Democrats and stuff because they had so much they could have piled on and like kept talking about, but they just didn't, you know, they didn't attack him enough. You got to keep on attacking. Well, once he was like, remember this, remember, remember that he doesn't, he didn't pay his workers. He didn't, you know, he didn't pay the laborers. Remember that he bankrupted six companies. Like, come on, like keep on, keep like, you can't claim to be a good business person when you bankrupt six fucking companies. But that's. 10 companies and six of them go out of business. You're not a good businessman. Exactly. But that's the beauty of his, his like propaganda machine. I mean, I don't know who is behind his propaganda. If it's one person, if it is one person who is behind the Trump administration's like propaganda machine, whether it be like Steven, whatever, if it's, if it is Steve Bannon, then I, who Steven Miller. Oh, Steve Miller. Has he been around since the jump? I don't know. Because what I'm saying is like if if there's one person who's been around since the beginning who's like controlling his PR and like the propaganda around Trump, the motherfucker is rivaling Goebbels as like a master of communication based psychology. Honestly, I think it's just I think it's Trump, dude. I don't think I don't, I don't think anybody can really control that, you know? I mean, he's kind of doing it doing it all himself, you know. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that he is capable of the actual like social maneuvering that his campaign has been able to do by himself. I think that I don't think he's trying. I think it's just happening naturally because the the people in this country are kind of, you know, I think if anything, people are accentuating his strengths and really like 
going out and being like, oh, this dude will say whatever he fucking wants. So let's make this a good thing. And then it just it's all worked out. It's kind of like the perfect storm of like having a fucking idiot around. Yeah. Like, I really don't think that he's consciously being like, if I say that everything bad about me is a lie, I will be eroding the trust in the media and I'll be able to get away with anything. I legit think that he believes that. And then the smart people around him are being like, how can we make this work? And right. like everything is so unprecedented because it. I've said it before. It's like the fucking meme where it's like talking about like trying to teach a pit, like play chess against a pigeon or whatever, you know? And it's like, you can never beat a pigeon in chess cause they don't fucking play by the rules or whatever the fuck bullshit it is. It's like, that's, that's like the politics world that we're in now that like Trump has really like set up like, you know, like that was a lot of the the theoretical debate talk where it was like a Biden or not a Biden, like a, like a Bernie Trump debater, like, you know, like everyone saying Elizabeth Warren would like kill him in a debate. Like Trump would wipe the floor with Elizabeth Warren because he wouldn't know, fucking yeah, debate. I understand why people would say that. I don't know. I don't know why people would say that. Also, did did Twitter ever take any of his tweets down for being in and having inaccurate information about like COVID nineteen and stuff, like how other things are doing i mean i don't know i don't get on twitter enough we have a twitter uh the page uh the the show has a twitter that i'm trying to it's got zero followers so no i'm the follow- only follower i'm the only follower it's really fucking sad well, well unfollow so that someone else can be the first follower and feel good about it yeah i'll unfollow it today and then someone else please follow us we also have a YouTube that I'm uploading all the episodes to if for some reason you want to see the YouTube. Um, I don't know if they took his stuff down. I feel like if they took his stuff down, then he would be freaking the fuck out about it. Twitter has a lot of power. They could just, if they were just super anti-Trump, it just said, eh, we're just going to say every tweet's racist. And then. But that was something that, that like. I'm not saying I'm for that. I'm just saying it'd be interesting to see if they just like made it so Trump couldn't tweet anymore. That'd be interesting to see. A big reason why a lot of the shit is fake when it comes to like these big millionaires talking about how much they hate Trump or how much they hate whatever. Like literally all it would take is if Michael Bloomberg fucking bought Twitter and then blocked Trump from Twitter. Boom. He's done. Like that's yeah. all he would have to do. It's the same thing with like he could just buy Fox News and then shut Fox News down. And then it would be done. So yeah. it's, and even if there's like a bunch of fucking rich Hollywood people, like they, like, but you it, know, that's, that, that's not how those motherfuckers think. But though. I'm just they, saying like, they would think by buying it and then like morphing it into something else, you know? But I mean, like, it just shows that they're not a lot of these like white knight political figures who are like, if only there's something that we could do about Trump, like Ellen, if you really gave a fuck, you would, you could buy enough Twitter to get him kicked off. Like if you really gave that many shits about it, you could donate a bunch of money to fucking Facebook and then convince them to up their fucking uh, settings involving fake news and kick him off. Yeah. Like it would not be hard when money isn't a real thing to like get rid of him. Yeah. That'd be cool if they could do that. But you know, a lot of them are all talk, no game. Well, they're all fucking idiots. And I mean, it's all, it's all a show and that's why Trump is, successful at what he does is because he came at this time where literally everything that we do is like a fucking reality television show. Everyone thinks that they're the star of their own reality show. 
Do you think that if he lost, he would leave? No, I don't at all. And I think that that plays into the male stuff a lot. I'm over the next couple months leading up to November, you are going to see more and more people talking about mail-in voting being fraud. You're going to have more and more Republicans say that it's a way to fake votes. There already was what the Republicans in California are trying to sue Gavin Newsom about mm-hmm. mail in, mail-in voting saying that it's going to promote f- like election fraud. Yeah. You're going to that find Gavin just every time I hear it, I'm like Ugh. I always think of that that one guy, Gavin McGinnis. I always think of uh the guy from No Doubt. Oh, really? Was his name's Gavin? In my mind, one of their names is Gavin. <laughs> so I always just think whenever I hear Gavin uh Newsom, I always just think of like Gwen Stefani's like first husband or whatever. Because I always whenever someone says Gavin Newsom, I'm like, that guy that that guy's the fucking governor? And I always think for a second <laughs> it's that uh vice dude from back in the day. The guy who started the Proud Boys. Yeah. Well, I, I I really think that's weird because like, well, first off, we'll put a pin in that. Keep on going what you were saying. I don't want to venture off well, too far, but I, I do want to mention what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that you're going to find a lot of people talking shit about mail-in voting, saying that it's going to cause a lot of voter fraud because the Republicans greatest fear is more people being able to vote. And a lot of that really has to do it. This also ties in a little bit to the Joe Biden on Charlemagne thing to where Charlemagne asked him, like, do Democrats take the black vote for granted? Because it's pretty much assumed that like black and Latino people like POC are going to vote Democrat. And either I don't think it's true anymore. I don't think that it's true either. And a lot of the stuff around like, um, mail-in voting favoring Democrats really means that mail-in voting favors like low-income people and people of color. And these are, these are people who in the past, like, or historically or whatever, are typically registered Democrats who voted Democratic. Um, a lot of it also has to do with the fact that like most cities are more Democratic than Republican. So like, it's just this weird thing where, if you do mail-in voting, you're going to get higher urban population voter turnouts because more people will be able to show up to the the theoretical polls. And that's what freaks out Republicans because the Republican base, especially during primaries, but even in like the presidential elections, like the Republicans will fucking turn out. Yeah. They will turn out no matter what they get off on voting. Democrats don't give a shit. And it might be because it like, it's their demographics who don't care or it's the people in those economic groups who don't care or like the social situation that don't fucking care. But like young people don't fucking vote. Like a lot of like younger urban people traditionally don't vote. I mean, they're starting to now because it's popular to be woke or whatever, but like long story short, you're going to have the whole summer and the fall of Republicans saying that mail-in voting is voter fraud. And then because of COVID, we're going to have a lot more people doing mail-in voting and Republicans are going to lose a shit ton of seats and, and every, everything, local government, state government, big, big time government stuff. They're going to fucking lose a lot of shit and they're going to lose a lot of shit because the Republicans are being viewed as a big reason why COVID is fucking shit up. 
either the protesters are being labeled as Republicans or conservatives, or it's, you know, it's like their fault for not opening up or for opening up states too early, not closing them in time, blah, blah, blah. Republicans are getting a lot of heat for the COVID stuff. Some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. And also not, um, not, you know, trying to do another stimulus. Yeah, Mitch McConnell is is really, really kamikazing that party. But like, I mean, I'll like to be fucking hot. Like there's a shit ton of fucking Democrats who've been fucking up too. like no, no politician has a perfect record when it comes to COVID stuff. But the Democratic Party, especially as of like right now, like at least since Trump, arguably since the second W Bush term, the democratic party's entire stance has been, Hey, we're not the fucking Republicans. And that's not a fucking stance that, that is really viable for more than two sentences of explaining your points. Like I couldn't tell you the concrete stance of the, of the democratic party right now on really any issue. The only, the only frame of reference I have is whatever the Republicans want. They will say they want the opposite. And that's going to work in their favor because the Republicans are not looking good right now. And so there's going to be a fucking blue wave or whatever the fuck. uh, And a lot of it's going to be contested by Republicans saying that it was because of voter fraud with mail-in voting. Yeah. I would not be surprised if like a senator or maybe a governor refuses to leave office on the grounds of voter fraud. I don't think that Trump would try to stay because that just becomes such a constitutional mess that he would have to be thrown out by the army. You right. know, if it came down to that, which I don't think it would, because I don't think that he's passionate enough about being the president. But he it just, also comes down to would the head general who he appointed, uh, would, come and do that to him. You know what I mean? Too. I don't think that anyone is honestly th- that loyal to Trump in those positions. I think a lot of people are using Trump to get themselves ahead, but I think that once Trump could get thrown away, they will throw him away with the fucking quickness and then try to clean up their tracks so they don't get caught up in, right. in the illegal shit that they did while Trump was around. But um, I, I think that if Trump loses or if a lot of Republicans lose, I think that the Republican Party for the various states will sue the election boards um, for fraud. And but I there's think, no evidence for it, so it'll just be... Well, they'll just have... They'll do, like, the thing that Trump does with everything, where he just pays enough lawyers to keep the cases going indefinitely, and then you can't really get anything done. Chapo brought up two really good points, and I don't like talking about other podcasts on our show, you, although, like, I you know, like I listen to, the, to that show a lot. Um, I did earlier. Yeah, I did today, too. Um, they brought up uh, the one point, I think it was on Chapo, where... Uh, they talk about how like they wouldn't be surprised if there's like a false flag type of situation where like a democratic in air quotes, a democratic group gets busted, like promoting voter fraud in order for the Republicans to point at it, to be like, look, the Democrats are trying to do voter fraud to fuel the idea that voter fraud is something that the Democrats are going to do with mail-in voting. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. It probably will happen. And then you think they're going to 
they're going to talk about the opposite, right? They're, they're going to try and say that we're doing this to combat voter fraud so that it combats the other side. What? Right? What? What? Like de- you're saying that Democrats are going to say, oh, we're doing mail-in voting to com- to because because it's more safe. Yeah. Because it's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's that's the thing is that that's the that's the pro mail-in voting argument is that it's safe and it gives more people access to voting. Right. And then the argument against it from the Republicans is it will increase voter fraud, even though yep. that is proven so, to be false. Proven to be false, and there's also no how either. Like, yeah, exactly. Not, they don't say how or anything. They just say voter fraud. Yeah, so what I was just saying is that the Chapo dudes were saying that what will probably happen, what they're predicting happen is that there will be a group that says they're Democratic, even though they aren't, that will openly try to promote voter fraud of some kind and get caught in order to get caught. And then the Republicans will then be like, look at this group. They're called Democrats for change in Boston. And we caught them trying to do voter fraud, which means that de- the Democrats like voter fraud. So mail-in voting is voter fraud, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that'll happen. That. I think that'll happen. Yeah. And also they, they brought up the funny point about how Biden is um, a good competitor for Trump because they're both old fucking idiots and they speak the same dumbass old man language. Yeah, but the difference is that Joe Biden can't put together a sentence that makes any sense at all. It was so sad listening to that Charlemagne interview. I like listened to the whole thing this weekend and it is like it is very sad and it's very obvious when you listen to him and look at him and look at his campaign. So Trump's 2016 successful run was basically because Obama made fun of him at that at that correspondence dinner or whatever, right? I think so, yeah. Like that's the whole thing, right? I think that Biden is in this race because he is still butthurt that he didn't get the fucking nomination in 2016 and that Hillary got it. He didn't even run. Well, that's because Obama told him not to because it was a bad idea. And Obama even said that at the beginning of this election cycle, he was like, dude, you don't have to fucking do this. Like you shouldn't fucking do this. Yeah. You know? And I think that looking back, Joe Biden should have run in 2016 because his brain was still fucking working. Yeah. He would have been a candidate that could actually have gotten, gotten it done. You know? I mean, this is like, it's very, very depressing to look at because this is literally an old man acting out because he is afraid to, come to terms with the fact that he's kind of old and like he needs to fucking hang up his hat now. Yeah. Like it's just the old, it's, it's a really good analogy for American politics because it's the old guard refusing to realize that their time is fucking up. Yeah. And you're running on name recognition that doesn't fucking mean anything anymore. Like I really think that after the next election cycle, so like whatever happens next year, will or you know, the coming election, like even if Trump fucking gets it, which I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Even if Trump fucking gets it after the second Trump term, there's no incumbent. So we have a a whole open, an open race, right? Better be all young motherfuckers. 
I mean, that really is going to be the potential beginning of the new guard of American politics because no one who is a big name now is going to be able to fucking run in what, 2024? Right. You know, like no one's going to fucking do it. So we're going to have younger people. And like, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? But like, it's going to be fucking crazy because everyone's so fucking old in politics. They're all going to start fucking dying soon. And they're all going to start fucking retiring soon. And we're going to have a complete, complete changeover. And that's why, you know, like. I mean, you still have young guns like Scott Walker um, and fucking that, that guy from Florida, the fucking Latino Cuban dude. Yeah, but yes. I'm. Gay marriage guy. That I mean, there's still some young people that are, that have, you know name recognition yeah but most of the people are fucking old like nancy pelosi will be done soon mcconnell will be done soon like how many fucking supreme court justices will be done soon i'll be so happy when mcconnell's out of there but like lindsey graham probably has a couple years left in him like but like a lot of these fucking old like chuck schumer like all these people are getting up there like their time has come and they're just kind of sitting around waiting to die and that's like another fucked up thing that's happening is like with Trump trying to stack we, the courts. Yeah, we got to get this right for the new for the new class that comes in. We have to get it, we have to get it right. And on the left, you know, we have AOC. She's a new voice that is positive. You know that people like. Did you see Ilhan Omar talk about how her like political heroes fucking Margaret Thatcher? What? Yeah, what? dude. The Muslim girl. Yes, Jordan, the Muslim girl. I just, I want to make sure. The one that like. How many settled, other uh, American politicians are named Ilhan Omar? Okay. Ilhan Omar. Yeah. I just never, I never actually said her name before. Okay. She said that? Mm-hmm. What does she mean in that way? I think that what she meant was she, that. She was in like a powerful lady way. I would so. imagine that's what she was thinking when she fucking said it. But the fact that she like was being touted as this like young progressive politician. And then she's saying that like one of her heroes is fucking Iron Maggie. It's just like, I, go the, get the fuck out of here, girl. I yeah. love you so much, but like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then, you know, saying all about the Benjamins and like, kind of, you know, I guess she was being, she was being anti-Israel, but. I don't know. There's probably some anti-Semitic stuff in her brain, too. I mean, I I mean... Just because of her religious background. I mean, they don't like each other, right? I mean, you could make that same exact argument for Christians and Muslims or Jews or anybody. Oh, for sure. No religion really fucking likes any other religion. Right. But I think Muslims are especially critical of Jews and vice versa because of the conflict uh with palestine and israel so I'm, it's 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 heightened you know what i mean i mean i don't disagree with that but i don't think that she's anti-israel because she's a muslim no n- no i guess not because where's, being where, where's her back like where's her background I don't know, and I don't want to say it wrong on here, so this is another place for Andrew to snip in where Ilhan Omar is from. She is from Somalia. And by from, because I don't think she was even born here, right? Somalia. She's an immigrant, right? Yeah, I think she actually immigrated here. Yeah. Uh, 
You want to guess? We can guess. Somalia. I think it's like Somalia, but Somalia. I don't know for sure. I think it's. Uh, you know what? That sounds right. Somalia. I think it's an African Muslim nation, but I don't know for sure. Because didn't she like take Nancy Pelosi there or something? Somalia. I have no idea, but that sounds right. I feel like it's an S one. Somalia. Like I don't think it's Saudi Arabia. No, no, no. Somalia. It's definitely like I think it's definitely an African place because there was like a picture of her and Nancy Pelosi like with the gates that they took the slaves through or something. Somalia. Yeah, Andrew, pull it, pull it up. She is from Somalia. Cool, he did it. That's where he did Thanks. it. Wow, <laughs> no, yeah. I I don't want to get into a, a, a the uh, anti-Semitic um, in Israel debate because it's the end of the episode. But you cannot say that being um, anti-Israel means that you're anti-Semitic. They're two completely different things. No, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, for sure, because the one Zionist, and yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's not even like I, yeah, I, I like legit don't want to get into this right now because that's not even, not even it. But, um, on that fucking dope note, we're done. It's been an hour. Okay. I wanted to we bring need- up. Wait, let me. I wanted to bring up the exposure notification tool. What the fuck is that? Do it. That's the app that Apple and Apple put out to help with the COVID thing. So it can tell where you went and who con- who you contacted. So it's, it's like an attempt for contact tracing. But anyway, why don't you read up on it and then we'll talk about it next time. We can talk the- about it the next time. Because I also wanted to say the fucking Trump coming to Fort McHenry thing. Oh, did he do it? Mm-hmm. I got a whole bunch to say about it. Oh, why didn't you say anything? Because we got caught up talking about other shit. Like like band camp. Yeah, we got caught up talking about your fantasy to get fucked by a tuba player when you were fucking 14. <laughs> that is not what my fantasy was. If a, if, be- if a, if a, a you're in fucking high school and a Western Maryland girl with real strong legs from carrying a fucking tuba around was like, Jordan, I'm going to make you a man. <laughs> yes okay you're right yeah exactly you would have been all over that shit you would have climbed her like a fucking Clydesdale <laughs> yeah maybe I told you I dated the, the band girl and she was odd that's all <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever do the like double ended dildo thing with her like fucking oboe like the scene no. in Requiem for a Dream <laughs> no I forget what she played I think it was like a it was one of the black long things. It's a clarinet, right? Yeah, I think it was that. You should have made a dick joke to end the episode with a black long thing, but. That is, I mean, anytime I say black long thing, that is what is in my mind. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. So. Yeah, no, I know, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks um, for listening. Oh, wait, go ahead. We are putting everything up on YouTube. Um, we're getting our shit together. Yeah, we're really trying. Um, we are going to start doing like previews of the Patreon stuff like every week or two. We're really trying to push that. We ha- obviously have a Patreon. Um, I'm going to fucking try and post on our Twitter, even though I am terrible at Twitter. I like don't really have any followers on mine either. I just kind of gave up on it. Um we're doing more stuff on the Instagram too. You can find us on all that places. It'd be fucking dope if, if you would uh, follow us or like our shit or whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't fucking know. 
Um, we're really bad at the whole social media thing, so we'll figure it out. We might, we might be better in the future. We're making a conscious effort to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fucking it. Um, stay safe and stuff. Yeah. Bye. Wear a condom. Yes. Wear it. Yep. That's it. That's, that's what I mean by, by stay safe is, is to wear a condom. Yeah. Honestly, if you're fucking right now, like don't wear a condom. You're already breaking quarantine for that ass. Like what's a little fucking herpes? (laughs) On that note. Yeah. Fuck it. Go raw dog, baby.